Club podcast, the premier video game podcast for VGU.TV. Thank you for coming back or just coming for the first time, depending on who you are. This week's going to be an interesting episode. We have, you know, of course, the things we've been playing, including this time, once again, a service rather than just games that we've been playing. But before we get to or after we get to all that stuff, we're going to have the main segment, which is going to be talking about some of the features that we want to see if we could make a perfect PS5, what features would we put in it? to kind of make the best console that we can possibly make. Um, I, I'm sure all you guys know that we're all desperately starving for some next-gen console news now that we know they are planning on coming this year. And because we don't have much in the way of news on that, let's make up our own news and just imagine things. <laughs> but before we get to all that, we got to say what's up to the people on the podcast. Of course, you know me. I'm Emmett Watkins Jr., but today I'm also joined here by Alan Mira. What's up, homie? I'm so desperate for the outside world to come back that I'm watching old Walt Disney World videos. <laughs> Dude, you're not the only one. I actually saw someone was doing some live stream where they were playing uh, Disney World Adventure or Disneyland Adventure. Um, and they instead of like doing little mini games for all the rides, they just got YouTube videos of POV shots from each ride. And they were just like streaming through that as if they were just exploring Disney World on their own. I was like, that's a really cool idea, but also really makes me hunger for the outside even more. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, mm-hmm. I, t- I generally use my headset, my VR headset for that. Yeah, as one should. <laughs> but I actually got a chance to show my niece uh, Frozen Ever After in VR or in mm-hmm. 360 video. Yeah, and pretty. It, it knocked her socks off. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, that that game is very or VR is a very special experience. Did, did you get um sorry, was it Oculus Quest you had gotten or was it different? Yeah. Okay, it was Quest. Okay, yeah. Yeah, those Quest headsets, man. I had my eye on those a little bit long or right before we all got that stimulus check and I'm just like, "Nah, I should really save my money." <laughs> Cuz I the one thing I don't need is another platform on which to ignore more of my backlog. So let me just <laughs> let me just keep to what I have right now. But yeah, in any case, we got a lot of games that we've been playing as well this week. Um, and I'll go ahead and start. Like I said, I've been playing a little bit of stuff from a particular service. And I'll talk about that um, towards the end of the segment. But the thing I want to start off with is something that I randomly got coursed into playing last night. Now, we've talked about it on the podcast a little bit, but uh, a friend of mine hit me up and was like, hey, do you want to play this? I was like, all right, I guess so, since I'm home from work. And we hopped into Fallout 76 Wastelanders. And I don't know how I feel. <laughs> it is, is in a good way or a bad way? In a... It, in between? Here, yeah, it's in between. It's in between. It, it's one of those things where I think the game has gotten better because I didn't expect to once I popped into the game and like got into the familiar groove of everything. I was like, wow, I kind of missed playing this. Like, I remember when I played 76 a little bit more regularly a couple months ago, I, it was it's a fun gameplay loop of just like the shooting, gathering and building and crafting that whole gameplay loop is still pretty compelling and falling back into that loop. I was like, yo, I kind of missed this. Like, this is fun. But now that they've added NPCs and there's like a more, there's more of a focus on story and stuff. And I was playing with a friend 
dude, it is not. I can't play a story based game with someone else in the lobby with me <laughs> like that just does not work. And I know they give you so many options to be like, OK, you can you can turn on subtitles so you can see what they're saying since you're talking to your friend and you can turn on the history for your conversation. So it'll display like the last couple of lines of dialogue in the conversation and all that stuff helps. But I'm still not reading all of it. And I felt real guilty because I was like, yeah, I want to see what's new with this story. And so he was kind of like sherpering me through through a lot of it. So as soon as I got in, he was like, all right, you got to talk to this lady to start all of the Wastelander stuff. And I was like, uh, okay. Oh, Duchess? Yeah, yeah. Or no, not even her. It was before that. Like, I had to talk to oh, Overseer. Are you sure about that? You know, that's the first thing I did when we got into the game. He teleported me to the Overseer's house. And then it was like, ah. Oh. He talked to the Overseer. And then she'll be like, all right, great. Now, oh, you're talking about the lady at the bar. I know who you're talking about. I think I just skipped all of that. <laughs> yeah, because, like... It- it starts with like starting a, a new like starting a new game mm-hmm. in like going into wastelanders you you read an excerpt from the the terminal of the overseer and you're on on your way like you're just searching your there's sort of two stories going on at once it's wastelanders and searching for the overseer yeah like that i think that's how it starts if you start a new character i just hopped into my old character that i had from earlier so I was level 26, and I know that was past the... I know there's a level gate in Wastelanders to where once you have been playing for a little while, it'll say, all right, I I think it's actually literally when you meet the Overseer. Because as far as I understand it, you start the game, you come out of Vault 76, then there's immediately NPCs right there at the entrance, and they kind of start things and tell you what's going on, why are there NPCs in the world and all this stuff. And then they send you off to the bar that I remember seeing in early gameplay clips. And yeah, the you, wayward. Yeah, the wayward. Yeah. Um, and then from there, you do a couple of missions for her. And then at some point, you get sent to the overseer's house. But once you get to the overseer, there's like a level cap there. And she's like, I can't give you this mission in good faith because I know you're not ready. And then you have to hit level 20. And then she sends you off. I was like I said, I was 25. So I he just teleported me there and I just talked to her and it instantly gave me the trophy for finding the overseer and I'm like oh well okay <laughs> let's let's go through this so that was a little bit disorienting I have no clue what's going on in the story right now because like I said I was talking more than I was actually listening but I I will say like it is still exploring in that game is still fun oh my lord my little brother's in the other room so apologies if you hear him yodeling or whatever um but so, then he yeah this is making me mad but then i realized that i can't be mad because it did a similar thing with dark souls uh, remastered yeah i just sequence broke the whole game and had a friend run me through the entire game oh dark souls or is this fallout uh dark souls okay huh is that i mean was there an issue with being ran through the game because you're not able to appreciate all the little details and stuff uh no it was more of I got really angry. Like, we kept getting invaded. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that can probably suck. And I immediately, and I, like, at 3 a.m., I just, like, cursed very loudly. <laughs> Wake while up my the niece, house. Yeah, while my, like, while my niece is on the other side of the wall trying to sleep. Jeez. Yeah, I know how that gets. And I actually had. Oh, it wasn't... <laughs> I was going to say I had a similar thing in Fallout, but it actually wasn't in Fallout. I died at the end of a Risk of Rain 2 run that was like 90 minutes, and right as I was about to yeah, kill a boss, I, saw I that tweet. Report. 
Oh my god, that <laughs> just I'll just say a slight tangent. I was I'm trying to find this one level that spawns this one boss, and I take that boss out and I unlock this character I've been trying to get. After 90 minutes of playtime, I finally get spawned in that level, and by that time the difficulty has progressed to where it's way too hard and it takes too long to take enemies out. And I was trying to take out this sub-boss that spawned next to the boss I was looking for, and he just took me out right as he was down to like 10% health. And I was just so angry. And it, it was also, I think it was 6 a.m. when I had that. So I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm really going to wake people up. But yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a familiar situation I've been in. So I'll tell you that much in any case. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed my time with 76. Like the gunplay is stiff, yes, but like it just feels good to... I don't know, just getting XP for everything you do, like all the crafting, all of the, of course, gunplay, you know, turning in quests and daily quests and all this stuff and get, still getting atoms from the daily challenges, weekly challenges, all that stuff is still pretty fun. But like, man, I think I need to, I think I actually came to a similar point last time we, I had talked about this game on the show, but I think that game is something I have to save more for a single player experience if I want to enjoy the single player aspects of it. Yeah, I yeah. I highly recommend that because, like, you'll you'll be going from one, from a to point A to a point B, and then you'll just randomly get attacked by raiders. Yeah, <laughs> and I will say it was kind of fun once we saw like some higher level enemies and pulled up on camps. It was fun because the guy I was playing with, uh, actually Christian Miller, he's on he's one of the kind of funny best friends. Um, he uh, he's level fifty six, so. He's more than twice my level and was just looking whenever we came up on people, he was like, all right, crouch and we're going to roll up on them. You get on the top of this rock so they can't reach you. And then you just do damage from afar and then I'll get in their face since they can't kill me in one hit. So I was like, all right, perfect. And so I, that's that's a lot of strategy we use. I would just that's, that's some lead strats right there. Yeah, it is. And it was also really smart to tell me to crouch because then I was getting sneak damage for twice as much. So I'm like, all right, that's a good idea. But still, it is just, oh my god. It was just very difficult to just know what was going on. Like, it was, I feel like the actual moment-to-moment -moment gameplay of the, like I said, the looting, the gathering, the combat, I feel like that was fun on its own, no matter if it was, you know, online or not. But once you get down to the quest, I'm like, I kind of want to know what's going on in the quest. And I don't want to be like, yo, shut up for 12 minutes so I can listen to him. Like, I'm trying to have a conversation as well. So it's just a whole thing. Do you mind if I share uh, something that happened in a quest I was trying to, or in a quest I was trying to do? Oh yeah, please go ahead. So, someone I find said they need they would give me info in exchange for an egg. Hmm. Okay. So, and it says some some island, everything everything will be fine. I swim across and get to the island, Deathclaw Island. Oh no, that exists. I, it's a very small island. Oh. <laughs> but I okay. immediately said nope and just never returned to that NPC. As you should. Because <laughs> Jesus Christ, that is terrifying. It was actually funny. One of the uh, one of the places you get taken to in one of the first missions of Wastelanders, it, it's like these two scorched beasts that are like on the side of a cliff trying to like pull each other up, but they're both dead. Um, right next to them is this pile of poop, and my friend was like, "Oh, look at that pile of poop! Probably wouldn't go there." So I went up to it and searched it, and there was a death claw hand inside. <laughs> and he's like, "What? You found a death claw hand in a pile of poop?" And then he goes over there, and it's just like ten rounds of ten millimeter ammo, and that's all. I was just like, "Well, luck's on my side." 
Uh, speaking of not luck, Fallout 76 still can't catch a break. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Are you referring to that news story of the whole not being able to have uh, companions because they just jack you once you die? Not just that. A- any NPC that can kill you or that, that kills you can steal your weapons. I didn't know it was any NPC. That's wild. Oh man, I'm I mean, glad they, I was around. Like if they don't if they don't have a weapon and they kill you, they can just take your stuff forever. That's kind of crazy. I mean, I you could probably just kill them once you respawn, I suppose, but if they're taking yeah. your actual weapons, that kind of sucks. Hmm. Yeah, that's really uh, that's just really bad. Yeah, and plus I've seen that's like the main thing I've seen, but Overall, it seems like, because I don't know if you, I think we talked about in the last episode, on Steam, their uh, ratings have kind of improved a little bit, where it's, uh, where it got review bombed as soon as it got put up on the store, because of course people like to shit on the game. But once it came out and people were playing it, it kind of went to mostly positive for the ratings, which is probably a good, good thing (laughs) for the game, definitely. Um, And I think it's definitely worth playing. If you like Fallout, it's cool. I, I just feel like, the fact that it has the ability to play online, because if this came out as like a New Vegas thing where it was all single player, like if the current version with NPCs came out and it was all single player and that was pretty much it, I would enjoy it. And I think it would be a pretty fun game, kind of like on that, how people look at New Vegas as like the Fallout 3 Lite or the Fallout 3.5. I think this is what uh, 76 would have been for most people. But because you have that multiplayer in there, it kind of feels like the game's trying to be two things at once, and it's hard for any of those things to really shine because of it. Yeah, well, apparently, like, they wanted to put, like, the reason Fallout 76 in the beginning was so so similar to Fallout 4 was there was some talk of putting an online element in Fallout 4. Ooh, that would have been, God, that would have been the end of the world. (laughs) Like for real, and, yeah, and this, and I think it was either too like too late in the dev cycle. Yeah, well, I remember in the uh, in the development diary that they had for seventy six over that at what is it no clip those those guys yeah. over there, yeah, they had had a video where they where they were talking about the making of it, and they were like in the middle of Fallout Four, they were like, what what if we could transfer this type of gameplay into some online setting? And they had people working on it for a while. I don't know if that was directly supposed to be a part of Fallout 4, but they were definitely thinking very early on about that type of gameplay system being online. So, God, I'm glad they did not try to do that in Fallout 4 because, oh my God, the world would be on fire. <laughs> Whew. Because at least they... Speaking least, of fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good, very good segue. Um, so, yeah, it's, speaking it's of segue fire. It's segue something sad. Oh, boy. <laughs> So tell tell me what speaking of fire, what's popping off on your side of the pond as far as uh, what you're playing? Well, it's not what I've been playing, but it's just something that apparently happened. Oh, uh oh. Uh, regarding Doom. Hmm. All right. I'm not entirely familiar what's popping off right now, so please enlighten me. Uh, Mick Gordon. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm. Like the music from what the little tiny bit I played was really good, mm-hmm. and hearing that he's not going to come back ever again. Yeah, yeah. Details are fuzzy right now, but it seems like now. Here's the thing: I want to put a grain of salt on this because all of this is like Reddit posting screen caps of Twitter DMs. So 
you know, all of this could easily be photoshopped. But right now, what it looks like is that Mick Gordon apparently had some issues with Bethesda working on the soundtrack for Doom Eternal. And he said that he will likely not be returning for another future Doom game, which is a scary thing to think about. But um, I really don't know what could have led to something like this. I guess I guess all will be known, you know, sooner rather than later. But yeah, it's a weird week for just people having fallouts because you got Mick Gordon and Bethesda. You also have, I don't know if you follow the uh, retro replay at all, but um, Nolan North and Troy Baker. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, long story short, I mean, for those of you who don't know, Retro Replay is a YouTube channel by Nolan North and Troy Baker, two very prominent voice actors, um, where they just shoot the shit and play games together. Troy Baker left that whole thing. What? Yeah, he's no longer at Retro Replay. Um, and no one really knows what's going on, but I someone did ask Troy. I, I, either it was on Twitter or so, it was on some place on the internet. They asked Troy, are you and Nolan good? And Troy said... Not right now, but we will be. Okay, well, there, there's at least hope. Yeah, like, it seems like they're a little heated right now and things need to cool off. But, geez, like, what what could have gone down? It's just, uh, I mean, I'm sure tensions are a little bit high because the world is a little bit crazy right now in general. But still, it's like, whew, a lot of things are going screwy with the world right now. It's, uh, it's a little yeah, scary. Yeah, remember... Mm-hmm. Back when, uh, like when I would watch Funhouse, uh, when I would watch a dude soup to fall asleep to. Oh, <laughs> I what a compliment. Wo- yeah, or not? Not it's actually not a, not a detriment. Yeah. Like if anything, I had I had some good dreams. <laughs> well, at least that's a good. Thing. Like during a few months, like a three to like a certain amount of time, uh, best friends who were best friends broke up. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I remember that. And the yeah. game and game. Uh, Game Grumps almost ended. Jesus. Yeah, that's another one that I was told about. Yeah, it's getting hard out here, man. It's really getting... I don't know. There's just a lot of... There's just a lot of everything going on. Like, that's the best way I could say it. Like, there's just too much going on all the time, no matter what. And it's just a lot to keep up with. And sometimes it's overwhelming. Sometimes it's good. But right now, it's just a little bit strange. And... I don't know, man. I'm trying not to think about it too much because if you do, you'll go crazy. But hopefully, you know, people, especially, you know, Nolan and all those guys, Nolan and Troy, hopefully they can mend whatever there is. And I don't know if Troy's going to come back because it very well could just be, you know, a thing of workload and Troy wanting to get into different avenues of work because you got to think of it like this. Troy Baker is a very prominent video game actor and everything. He can't really go to a mocap studio right now to, like, work on a game for money. (laughs) So perhaps he needs that extra time to go dive into other avenues that don't require him to, you know, do stuff. And plus, there might just be creative differences, and that's the long and short of it. But um, I don't know, man. I'm really concerned about just everyone in general. (laughs) But we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens over time. but in any case, speaking of over time, in a land far, far away, a million years from now, there was something else that happened. And I think you might have participated in one of those battles. So do you want to talk about what you've been playing this week, Al? I've been waging war in the world of Star of uh, Battlefront 2. Yeah. <laughs> or I thought you were going to say Star Command or something, but yeah. Battlefront 2. So have you were you playing single player or are you just in the multi? 
multiplayer. O only multiplayer, which is surprising for me. Yeah, I'm surprised too. Now, I know a lot of people have talked about updates in that game and how it's kind of improved, and I've seen a lot of re-reviews give it higher scores on the second time around. Um, are you enjoying some of those additions, or just the game in general, I guess? Oh man, I'm loving it. Hmm, for real. What what exactly is uh, tickling your fancy about it? Specifically the uh, Supremacy game mode. Supremacy. I will need to know what that one is, because I'm not familiar with that one. I'm so, like, that I got. did you ever hear about any of the planned features for the original Battlefront 3? Um, no. I never heard of those. I'm sure they, they leaked years after the fact, I'm sure, huh? Yeah, uh, one of them, or there was a big, there was a big feature that like, was going to revolutionize things, mm -hmm. and that was, like, you'd be able to take a, uh, you'd be able to go from ground to, to air, or ground to space. Oh, wow, that's actually really cool. Did you see and, all combat in one? Yeah, so like, you'll be fighting on the ground as a rebellion, and you, you can just get in an X-Wing, fly off into, or like, planet the planet, the planetary orbit. Mm-hmm. And gather battle and ships. Wow, it's actually, they were talking about doing this on what, last-gen hardware? Like, PS2 era? Yeah, and the, uh, Xbox last-gen, like, 360. Okay. 360 PS3 era. That's still kind of and crazy they, even for that. They era. actually did do it. Like that there are videos out there of like tech demos showing that they were it was capable. <laughs> Jesus, that's really impressive. Maybe Warhawk/Starhawk should have taken a page out of that book, but in any case, that's that sounds really cool. So it sounds like that's what they're trying to emulate in Battlefield 2. Sort of the main, what what happens is you're in a location or you're on a map and after you capture a certain amount, like a set amount of, uh, it's, it's part capture the flag, or not capture the flag, king of the hill. Okay. Part, actually, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I don't even know what to call the second part. Hmm. Describe it. Is it like a protect the person, like protect the hostage type thing? It's more like protect, like it's more like protect the area, like a like a key area. Oh, so like a domination type thing. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. So you'll you'll have a certain like certain amount of points you can get, and then you have the option to board a a troop carrier and go onto the opposition team's ship and try to blow it up. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty neat. Yeah. So like I I was playing in the the Clone Wars era, and that that, that they could just make. Like I'd be okay with them making us like a spinoff of just Clone War stuff, <laughs> and I would buy that at full price. Yeah, because like they got they have all the voices, mm -hmm. they have all the good sound effects. They got the whole stack. It sounds like. Yeah, and I ironically had more fun as playing as the droid army than I did as the clones. Mm -hmm. Well, then there's no there's no guilt involved in who you're shooting because you're already the bad guy. <laughs> well, yeah, and That's it didn't help. Like. Mm -hmm. It didn't help that I've been watching fan made, uh, fan made videos about Clone, the Clone Wars TV series. Mm, yeah, that's dangerous. I'll put you in the nostalgic mood anyway. <laughs> basically, basically, I've been in a Star Wars mood for the past couple weeks. Hmm. Well, I've, there are worse moods to be in. I, it's funny. I've seen a lot of people. Yeah, this is still Star Wars, but a completely different section of it. But a lot of people have been talking about Rise of the Skywalker again recently. <laughs> Oh, God. So, so, yeah, I know. 
And so, yeah, a lot of people are probably in that similar Star Wars mood. So that's always interesting. If nothing else, it is interesting. <laughs> I was I, mm-hmm. I was able to play a couple like match or two with uh, Josh Miller. Oh, OK. How'd that go? Y'all run in there and tear it up? <laughs> oh, it was it was horrible. It was like it was pathetic. <laughs> could have been pathetic. I mean, it could only be so bad. I imagine. Oh no! I mean, like our, our, like our, us. Yeah, like, like your performance. <laughs> it was just bad. Ah. Well, hey, that's that's why you keep playing it so you can get better, train your aim and all that good stuff. That's the, that's the problem. Like I'm playing on before, like last year I was playing on PC, and now I'm playing between Xbox One and PS4. Oh wow! Yeah, you're really you're having to switch up the entire way you play the game, I guess. Yeah, the entire control scheme. And Jeez. it's easier on Xbox One because the controller is much more friendlier. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. I was going to debate you on that, but nah, you're probably... I'm just going to give you that one. I prefer the PS4 controller, but I think objectively Xbox One's probably a little bit easier to hold and stuff. And like, I mean, there were certain points when we were, when we were playing Supremacy where I chose to be I chose to take out a turret and gain a lot of kills. Mm-hmm. So like, I think... We were playing random matches, the resistance. Yeah. And me and but me and Josh will both landed in the top top ten on our team. Hmm. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> Something to be proud of. Yeah. I mean, I was eight. So. Hey. Well, there you go. Top ten's top ten. No matter how you slice it. So yeah. Overall, it sounds like you're having a lot more fun. Is there, is it a rewarding time playing the game? Because I actually tried to reinstall it since all these updates went off, and I just never found time to, and ended up deleting it. Um, but is it like more rewarding to play? Because I remember that was a big complaint that a lot of the, a lot of the microtransactions kind of made it less rewarding to earn stuff and all this stuff. So has that been improved at all? Well, the microtransactions are still there. Yeah, I imagine they're not going to take them out. But as long as they're more of a background thing, you can ignore. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to, like, part of me wants to just get the get a bunch of crystals to get better cards and stuff. Mm. Yeah. But that. Mm-hmm. there there are certain things like that that are rewarding, and I mentioned like when, when I was watching the or listening to a video from the Bombcast when the game first launched, mm-hmm. where Jeff was shitting on it, Jeez. and Brad, Brad mentioned that with the with the, with the sort like the whole point of the game is to like the dream of the game is to play a character like play a, a character with a certain weapon that you. Or that like from your childhood that would give a dopamine rush. Hmm. Okay. Not sure which one that would be. Is is that that's not a blaster or something, is it? Yeah. Is that, oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was like, what weapon could that be? Because when I think Star Wars, the first thing I think of is lightsabers, anyway. So <laughs> that actually is my my main, my main that was my main gripe with my time playing the game. But not enough lightsaber usage. Not the not getting a chance. Oh yeah, because none of the regular, uh, none of the regular enemy grunts can use lightsabers or anything. It's all the heroes. That's kind of unfortunate, actually. Yeah, and it does not help that, like, if you get, if you have, say, there's, mm-hmm. like, for the for the Resistance era there, or for the Age of Resistance, there's Kylo Ren, and Rey, obviously. Yeah, sure, sure. Makes but for sense. for the droids, and. Uh, clones it's the jedi and sith of that era 
Yeah. So it kind of so you can't really use them all in one big mix pot like a smash type of experience. Oh no, you can. Oh, okay. But if 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 one person is playing as a certain hero, you can't play as that hero. Oh, okay. So it just doesn't let you do doubles. Yeah, it'll, it'll just say max ma- max amount on the field. Ah, that's so lame. the the best I had to do, like the best I could work with, was either Super Battle Droid or. I'm blanking on the name, but it's... Is it uh, Finn? Or, uh, shoot. No, uh, it's a specific type of battle droid. It's the one oh. that... It was on the uh, the Clone Wars pilot. Oh, is it the circle droid? The one that rolls into a circle? Oh, the droidica? Yeah, something like that. No, this is one that was, like, specifically made for the cartoon. Oh. It's the one with a long face, then. I've seen that a bunch of times in, in uh, it's, Clone Wars. It's the silver or kind of chrome ones. Let me see. Chrome droid Star Wars. We're going to see if anything pops up. <laughs> uh, and IG-88. That's probably not it. No, this is definitely like a... God, this is definitely a droid that looks like the one from the movie. So I'm definitely not thinking that's it. In any case... <laughs> You did. You weren't able to get the characters that you wanted because it seems like a lot of people in the team just already snatched them up first, huh? Yeah, it's a real shame too. Well, there is. I know there's one mode that's literally just heroes, and everyone just spawns a different hero. Where it is going to be the same issue, possibly if you get into the match late. But if you're starting from the top, you can just. Not everyone can choose the one character you wanted, or. If there's like a if you want to play with a lightsaber, there's a lot of lightsaber users, so I'm sure you'll be able to get one if you switch over to that mode. It's just gonna be a okay. Lot uh, just just found it. Uh, it was the it's the droid commando. Oh, droid commando. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> droid commando. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. I see what you're talking about. Yeah. And the photograph too. Oh God, yeah. I never would have guessed that in a million years. <laughs> Cause those those words are. Yes, Droid Commando is an actual, like, trademark thing now, I'm sure. But, like, the word Commando and the word Droid are just very generic. <laughs> it's very generic sci-fi. Yeah, it is. But, hey, what can you do? Still part of a sci-fi universe is probably more original than a lot of others. So, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, overall, would you, uh, are you think you're going to keep uh, Battlefield, or Battlefield, Battlefront 2 in the rotation for a while? Or is this just something you want to just visit real quick and pop out of? Well, if you remember back when I was having my, when I was going through my pokey crisis. Yeah, your, your, your pokey life crisis. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a matter of whether I wanted to play. I was going to play, be playing that regardless. Yeah. So now you're just committed for a while? Yeah, at least until the Clone Wars, until uh, Season 7 ends. Hmm. It's, season 7 is the final season, I believe, right? Yeah, the they brought back, actually, I'm so, so excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an episode, like the the, the first episode of the, the, like on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Showed out, like debuted a, like a group of char- named characters, like clones. Mm-hmm. Uh, heavy echo and fives hmm. sounds like they're finally coming back in this final season somehow well heavy died in the first episode oh <laughs> well that's pretty heavy indeed uh fives died in se- like he died in season six well, that's rough as well but echo came back this season oh okay seven positive 
Okay, then. Well, it's cool to see those Blast from the Past characters come back around and do everything. Huh. That should be... Hopefully, that, hopefully the ending of that series is very satisfying for everybody. Because as someone who's watching... Or not watching. As someone who just finished Fargo Season 2, like, for as great as that season is, it did not have the most satisfying ending. But I think... I think you guys deserve it. If there's one thing y'all deserve right now as Star Wars fans, it's a satisfying ending to a piece of fiction. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, technically it's going to lead into or there are rumors that certain things will lead into episode three territory. Oh, that's actually pretty compelling. Hmm. Hopefully, hopefully they make those connections blatant because it'd be really cool if you got to see some some ian mcgregor or something pop up in the voice cast or something like that that would actually be pretty neat so i guess i'll just i'll just look at twitter and when i see everyone freaking out on a random friday night then i'll know what's happening so (laughs) so yeah that should be fun um so yeah good stuff overall anything else to say about battlefront 2 before we go on to the uh final game of the segment they should use the engine the or the and what engine does dice use for battlefront 2 um uh what is it frostbite you sure about that? I'm pretty sure it's Frostbite. They, they've been using Frostbite for all their games, pretty much. I know, uh, but for some reason, like, the textures and stuff look next level. Hmm. Well, they might be using... They did talk about they used Frostbite 2.0 for Battlefield 4 and 1, and I'm almost certain the same engine they used for Battlefield 1 is the one on Battlefront 2. So, let me see... I'm just going to type in Battlefront 2 engine and see what pops up. Because I'm pretty sure it is Battlefront 2 Engine. I'm pretty sure it is Frostbite. Yeah, it's, yeah, literally Autofill is telling me it's Frostbite. So, yeah, it's definitely Frostbite. They've done some hardcore upgrading to it, man. It looks really nice. Yeah, because, I mean, they could, I would love it. They would just put out, if they, I know EA did the whole, let's use Frostbite for every game we have going Mm -hmm. forward. But every Star Wars shooter game should stick should use frostbite hmm that actually isn't a terrible idea they, they probably got to work out a couple kinks with um third person use because using third person yeah. in those games is a little bit clunky um but in any case i'm sure that that engine is very solid and they could definitely use it for some other games as long as they work around the limitations somehow um but yeah i agree hopefully Shoot, I know, I know they're going to make more Star Wars games, but God, I'm really hoping they do some... Give us some type of... I wanted to see what Amy Hennig's Star Wars game was going to be. Because we didn't get 1313. We didn't get Amy Hennig's game. I just want a third-person action-adventure Star Wars game. I think that would be really fun. And make it less Dark Souls-y. Because for, I know people love Fallen Order. I wasn't the biggest fan of Fallen Order. So like, just give me something that isn't quite that flavor. Um, but in any case, uh, speaking, <laughs> I was uh, gonna give, mm-hmm. give us Star Wars First Assault, damn it. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah, Star Wars First Assault. Um, there's actually, you know what? Speaking of Star Wars, let me see which one it is. There's actually a Star Wars game installed on my PS4 right now that I have yet to touch. Now, first, first off, first, first assault is the squad based shooter one, right? Yeah. Yeah, they really need to bring that back because I feel oh, like no. that one would hit. Uh, first Assault was the it, it technically it never saw the light of day, except for some some like clips that were leaked. Ooh, oh, that's the one. Yeah, I see you put it in the chat. You got a little bit of gameplay footage there. So like, it was going to be an Xbox Live PSN 
uh, like a low scale Battlefront game. That would have been a great idea too. Yeah, this was stuff that was canceled as a result of the like the Disney merger. <clears throat> Damn, they could have they could have gotten right into the or same the Disney sweet buyout. spot. Yeah, the Disney buyout kind of killed this one, but this definitely could have filled that same sweet spot as like a Battlefield 1943, like just on or digital only, smaller scale. Like, oh man, that would have been a great pocket for Star Wars to try and get into. Oh, I might as well mention this. Uh, when we were, when me and Josh, me it was originally, originally me, Josh, and Raul, who were gonna be playing Battlefront Two. Mm-hmm. I mentioned I, I, I added uh, Javon and Graydon. Said, "Hey, what do you guys? Hey, you guys, you guys want to get on this?" And I got Graydon to buy the game. Oh wow! <laughs> I didn't expect that. Is it even on sale right now? I do not think so. Wow, he paid full price for battlefront 2 in 2020 that's uh, interesting um it, it might be on sale i know there's a uh there's a playstation network spring sale going on right now of which i just bought like like we teased on the last episode i believe i actually did pick up kingdom hearts full package so uh <laughs> that may be my next my next addiction oh my god i I, I'm excited for you to play it, but man, despite me playing Kingdom Hearts, I have no clue when I'm ever going to touch that game because it's just such a big time commitment. But I that, have it now, so yeah. That is how you now feel about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, where it's just such a big commitment, you don't know if you're going to go back to it soon? Well, I haven't even started it yet. Oh, well, <laughs> hey, you, I can top that because I haven't even touched the demo yet. Um, and speaking of things I haven't touched for a really long time, Segway. Um, let's go ahead and talk about this service that I've got my hands on to, and it'll probably be in the description or even in the title of the episode, so it's not that big a surprise. PlayStation Now. I decided to finally pick it up. It's on sale, 25% off for the spring sale. It'll probably be off a of sale by the time you guys are listening to this, but I finally picked up PlayStation Now. I've been interested in trying it out for a long time, and I'll tell you a little bit about it. Now, you gave me... <laughs> He, he gave me shit as soon as we got on this, uh, I was going to say Skype call. Oh my God, it's not 2015. Um, you gave me shit when we started this Discord call because I played Brink on it. <laughs> and not just Brink, I've been playing a lot of mediocre games through PlayStation Now, which is, I'll get more in detail on that in a minute, but Brink I've tried out, I've tried out Body Count, Dark Void, Damnation, all of these games I've just dip my toes into just to see how it would play and basically here's the thing i'll say because i've i've seen i've sung the praises of game pass on this podcast i've sung the praises of stadia on this podcast and i think playstation now is trying to be both but it fails at both and i'm explaining real quick because here's there's two there's a highlight of stadia and there's a highlight of game pass and the highlight of game pass is that yeah, you're getting all these random games. You got all these older classic games. You got even new indies that are popping out that are less known but are still great. They have that selection, but they also have every single Microsoft game ever. So you can go on there and play every Halo for no additional charge. You can play every Gears for no additional charge like I did last year. That's really the appeal of Game Pass, that you're going to get every single Microsoft game um with no additional charge for the rest of time and also their entire back catalog so while there's always going to be games in there whether or not that was the case knowing that you're going to have some top tier games to play day one is a really appealing prospect of it 
and then you switch over to Stadia, yeah, Stadia doesn't really have that much of a catalog, and unless you have Stadia Pro, you gotta pay for all the games anyway, but still, it works very, very well, like surprisingly well, to where I played games on there, and there was literally, if there was lag, it was imperceivable, um, it was super smooth, you know, it had achievements, the UI was actually pretty well built and stuff, but like, despite them not having that many games to play or care about, and the player base and stuff like Destiny 2 is very low, um, it still works. Like, the streaming technology works very, very well to the point where I don't have any issues with it. And both of those strengths are not found in PlayStation Now. <laughs> and it's it's from the fact of... Because I've tried out PlayStation Now both on PC and on my PS4. My PC's hardwired into the wall. My PS4 is uh, just using Wi-Fi. The streaming on both of those has just enough lag to be a problem where like i said i played a whole bunch of these mediocre shooters it's hard to line up headshots and it's hard to line up your crosshairs on enemies in general when you're getting like just this couple milliseconds of lag every time you play and it it like in a what what's the other game i played i played lego indiana jones don't ask me why i just selected it and it's a good game well yeah it is a good game but like me personally I'm not, like, the biggest stan of Indiana Jones. I'm just indifferent to those movies. That's because it belongs in a museum. <laughs> Maybe. I'll hit up Blathers and tell them about it. Um, shout out to Animal Crossing. Um, but, yeah, I played Indiana Jones, uh, Lego Indiana Jones, and it wasn't really an issue there. Like, playing that game was pretty easy. It didn't have any... Because it's not really skill-based and it's not really accuracy-based, it was fun to play that one on the streaming service because... You know, you're not worried about lighting up headshots in a split second or just the skill set that game's asking from you isn't going to be that intense. So you can afford that delay. Um, but yeah, it was just really every other game I had played, which, like I said, are all pretty much just shooters. None of them felt right. Like they all felt a little bit wrong. It felt like there was input lag. And at first I was questioning, oh, wait, is this all is this input lag there because the games are just bad? Or is the streaming service that bad? And so in order to test my theory, I got on my PC. And of course, people know there's a streaming app where you can stream um, PS4 games and PS3 games to your PC. So I said, all right, let me get on there. Let me get on. And one thing I will say that's good about PlayStation Now is that it can import your save from your original PS4 without any issue. Like, it's literally like copying over a PlayStation Plus save. It's actually pretty seamless. So I And the other way around. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and the other way around. Yeah, you can take that's, it off the streaming service and that's how I I think that's how I went back and got or progressed in Uncharted. Yeah, yeah. It's very it's very seamless and the service is actually pretty well and pretty great in that respect, but when I tried playing Spider-Man streaming-wise on my PC, like I couldn't it just wouldn't work. Like I couldn't get the combat. Like I swung around just going through New York, just swinging around doing random motions. All that was fine. Then I was like, all right, there's a random crime. Let me run down here and get a couple of hits off. I couldn't keep up a combo for anything because just the button inputs were delayed just enough to where I could never really find that rhythm. And then whenever, you know, there's a lot of dodging, there's a lot of like, oh, you got to hit triangle right at this point and then it'll trigger slow motion. Stuff like that would happen in the game. And by yeah, the time a lot, I... of a lot of precise, mm -hmm. well, like stuff has to be done. 
exactly a lot of precise things had to be done and by the time i see the prompt to hit the button that window is already closed <laughs> and i hit the button and nothing happens and it's like oh man come on like it was really frustrating and it like i just literally after that fight i died in that fight because i couldn't even keep keep the momentum up enough and after that i was like all right i'm not playing streaming anymore <laughs> like I, i'm sure it would work for a game that isn't you know a shooter or god forbid a fighting game or something like that where it requires in, in price uh precise inputs couldn't get it right um but yeah the streaming aspect is just not there but i will say the the aspect of the library like the actual games on the service that isn't as far away because the thing about stadia blows the ps now technology out of the water that's just like number one that's the main thing people need to know but also when it comes to um when it comes to the library yes uh game pass is still the better idea still the better move but i kind of like the pocket that playstation now is trying to find because the big thing about playstation now they are not promising every playstation exclusive is going to be on playstation now at launch i really think they should and I think that would be a really good aspect for them to have on PlayStation 5, wink, wink. But yeah, they aren't promising that. So a lot of what you're seeing on PlayStation now is just these random bargain bin PS3 games that people either remember fondly or haven't remembered fondly for a reason. Um, and then the PS4 titles they have on there. The, the, key, the caliber of PS4 titles are like the type of games you would get like, you know, you know, when you get a humble bundle and they have the one dollar tier, the average tier and like the 20 or 50 or whatever dollar tier for the highest price. Yeah. A lot of the games on PlayStation now are the type of games you would get in the one dollar tier. <laughs> like like W2K18. Yeah. Like <laughs> like random games like that. It's really baffling. And yet I will say one big feature of PS now that Stadia doesn't have is that you can download these games natively, which is what I've done. But yeah, a lot of these games are like. They're not even all bad because a lot of the games are just games I've never heard of in my life. Like, let me just click the downloadable section because they do have different folders where you can be like, oh, these games are downloadable. These games are for kids. These games are, you know, for chill vibes or whatever. But just looking through here, 8-Bit Armies. I've never heard of that game. What is that? Some top-down shooter? They got Adrift on here, which is another game I've heard of. But I've seen Adrift go for like, what? like a dollar before on PSN and I've been tempted yeah. to pick it up just because of that. Um you got stuff like Anomaly 2 which I have I've definitely seen that for like 50 cents on Steam. Um and just Do they random... have floating cloud god saves the pilgrims in HD. <laughs> you know what? They they might. Let's see. I'm in the A section and there's not that many things in between me and F. They got Fat Princess Adventures. Um what what's the other one? Floating Cloud. Yeah, they don't have Floating Cloud God, but they do have Gem Smashers. <laughs> they have... And here's the thing. They have all these random games, and that's what take, builds up the bulk of this library, but for they do have some classics in here, like Doom 2016's on here. Uh, Destroy All Humans 1 and 2. Uh, Infamous. In yeah, or... Yeah, Infamous 1, maybe. Yeah, they actually, Infamous 1 and 2 are, are there for sure. Hmm, let me see. Oh, they might not be downloadable, though. That's probably why. Because I was like, I don't see them. But yeah, those are the original PS3 games. I will um, say, mm -hmm. I did have tr trouble playing Infamous 1 on PS Now. Yeah, it's probably because of that lag. Because it's just bad enough to where you notice it's not immediate. 
and it just needs to be immediate. Like I'll I'll play these games at 420p if it means the inputs can be can be immediate. And I don't know. I I don't know if it's making a trade-off, but it's just really frustrating. And so, but yeah, just to talk a little bit more about the library. Yeah, they got stuff like Batman Arkham Asylum, Bloodborne, uh Abzu. Uh, I think I saw earlier. Oh god, that oh man, that who I feel bad for whoever's playing Bloodborne on PS now. Oh god. Well, ideally they're downloading it on their PS4 rather than trying to stream it on PC cuz that's just going to be suicide if you're doing that. Um but yeah, they have a lot of good games on here and they've got stuff like Control as well, which we've also talked about Control's a great game. Darksiders 1 and 2 as well. A lot of good games are on the service, but you just don't have that excitement about it. Like like the thing about Game Pass that is so exciting is that Oh, the new game's coming out and it's on Game Pass instantly. All right. Like there's a moment every time a new game releases on Xbox because potentially everyone can play it. Everyone who owns an Xbox could play it for a very, very small price instantly. And it's like super exciting to have that on PlayStation now. Yeah. God of War 3 is on here. Spider-Man's on here. But Spider-Man was the game of 2017. Now, instead of it being this big, exciting moment that everyone joins in at launch, it's more of a oh yeah, now we put this game on there, so if you were waiting on Spider-Man, now you can finally go play it. But it just doesn't it just doesn't get you excited. That's the main thing. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I bought a year of PlayStation Plus, or PlayStation Now, um, so I'm going to play some other games on here. I'm actually pretty happy with the selection, because despite it being lackluster, in my opinion, there are a bunch of random games on there that I've always been like, oh, I want to I want to play through that or I just want to see how that plays and stuff like that. And I actually installed a couple games. I had teased this earlier, but Star Wars Bounty Hunter um, actually I haven't started yet. But I remember seeing gameplay of that and I was like, that kind of looks interesting. I'm going to pick that up. And so now so, I, can, mm-hmm. I, I was remembering when I, when I, to the time when I was playing uh, Infamous one. Yeah, and I, was, and I was thinking, man, this looks like garbage. <laughs> and I just now look, find out that they capped the uh, like the, the quality quality wise. Yeah, they capped it at seven twenty. Wait, is that a thing that's been a thing forever? Yeah, PC the service is only capable of streaming up to seven twenty p. Wow, that's so. You're telling me that we still have that input lag at seven twenty p? Yeah. What kind of tomfoolery is that? That's oh my god. Now I'll admit. Oh, wait, hold up. <laughs> Hopefully my computer doesn't fall asleep on me. All right, there we go. Um, yeah, I... Oh, God, please don't switch anything. Just let me talk. Um, yeah, I, I played a couple of things on PC streaming. Like, I played Damnation is one that I played uh, streaming from a PS3 onto a PC. And it looked horrible, but Stadia also didn't look that great. Like, I've talked about it was a little bit grainy in the image quality and stuff, but the input was perfect like it didn't lag at all but yeah why are they locking it at 720p if they must be really struggling like i don't know like i always thought that playstation now would be a a decent service like i always thought what stadia was is what playstation now would also be like for all the talk that stadia had about their technology and stuff and the fact that they're google and can just throw money at it until it works like it makes sense that their their technology is actually more solid than PlayStation now. But I know with the Azure servers and everything that they bought for, or no, it was Gaikai is what they bought for uh, PS. That's 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 why I was looking at uh, the Wikipedia. It's like I, it sounds there's something that it used to be. It was like something 
Something that involving uh, like uh, Earthworm Earthworm Jim. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Gaikai is definitely the definitely the the connection there. But yeah, just they bought Gaikai, so I was like, that technology must have been so impressive for the for Sony to just buy them outright that it should be worth checking out. And now that I've played a couple games through the streaming, it's just not. And it's not even that it's like complete dog shit. Like I said, you can play certain games perfectly fine using the streaming method. But the fact you can't play every game using that method is just it's just too damning of a thing. Now, and I will say, just to wrap this up real quick, I will say I've I've been playing Rad Rogers and Brutal, um, thanks to PlayStation Now. And those games, once they're downloaded on your system, those games are perfectly fun. Like Rad Rogers is just this like 2D uh side-scrolling shooter platformer type thing, trying to do like that retro 80s thing but also be hard edge kind of like a duke nukem or a bullet storm or something it's going for that vibe and it's not like the the vibe is less what i'm worried about it's more just the gameplay and the gameplay is pretty fun like it's fun to run around collect stuff find secrets shoot things and punch things it's, it's a fun game to play so i've been playing rad rogers and i've also been playing brutal which is like I don't know if you remember like way back in the day when like the original ro- roguelikes were coming out before graphics were a thing and you just had to use like ASCII formats and different characters and symbols to represent characters and walls and doors and stuff. I don't know if you remember any of that. This is like a long ass time ago. Honestly, honestly, the first time I heard anything regarding roguelikes was Rogue Legacy. Oh, <laughs> I mean, true, true. I, I feel like that was a lot of our first introductions to roguelike, but it, it was basically Brutal is trying to just emulate that where it's like those not pen and paper per se, but just back when games didn't even have graphics yet, like 70s or 80s or so, like when it was literally just characters on the screen that had to represent, okay, this is a room and we represent that by drawing a bunch of lines and a plus for every door. And then it's a red plus if the door's locked and then you gotta go find the key and the key is just a ampersand symbol in a different room, like that type of stuff. Brutal is kind of inspired by that where all the characters are made up of like text characters and all your swords are like a bunch of m's and l's mixed together and your potions are like at symbols and like it's it's a really weird game but it's it's a lot of fun like it's just a hack and slash you know top down action game and it's roguelike so you know you die once and you lose all that progress but i've been having fun in it and i've been interested in brutal for a really long time actually all these games have been sitting on my wish list on psn for a while and i've just been waiting to you know see them drop enough in price for me to finally go pick them up but yeah, you those. Give, uh, mm-hmm. You should give a Dragon's Lair a shot. Dragon's Lair? Yeah. That's the Vita game, I believe, right? It's also on Vita, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, uh, the first two games, or the two games, are on on uh, PS Now. Hmm. Let me see. I, I might try that. Or, along, mm-hmm. along with a bunch of Dynasty Warriors games. Oh, God. I don't know if I need to. Actually, maybe I'll fuck around with, like, one Dynasty Warriors, because. I remember playing a demo for it on PSP, I think, and I was like, oh, this isn't terrible. It's just mind-numbing, but it's not yeah, off, there, awfully bad. There was a great bit on an old, very old episode of uh, Podcast Beyond where uh, Hillary Goldstein was guest-starring guest mm-hmm. and ju- ju- made a joke about how bad the games are, saying, like, if you want to know, if you want to, like, see IGN's review of the latest Dynasty Warriors, take a look at the last one. <laughs> Jesus Christ, just running, just going hard on him. Actually, I'm looking up Demon's, or not Demon Souls. Uh, what's the name of the side-scroller? The one you just recommended to me. 
Uh, Dragon Slayer. Dragon Slayer. All right, let me type it in because I typed it. Oh, Dragon Slayer. Okay, I've never played Dragon Slayer. <laughs> it yeah. is very. It's very iconic. Huh. Yeah, I've heard a lot. There actually, I think there is a rumor that a movie's being made with uh, what is what's his name? Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds is gonna make a movie about Dragon Slayer somehow. So that's interesting. I might need to check out Dragon Slayer. As it's only available in streaming though, so God, those those windows for QuickTime events are gonna be small. Uh, we'll uh we'll add it to the list and we'll see about it. But yeah, I thought you were talking about uh, Dragon's Crown, which is the Vita game that I had played. <laughs> like that one, I'm actually familiar with, but these other ones, not so much. But yeah, that's basically what it is with PlayStation Now. Um, it's it's an interesting service. I think it if it if its streaming was perfect. I think it would blow Stadia out of the water and it would be an obvious choice. And if all the first party games on there were there instantly, I think it would be an obvious choice. But right now, the only games on PS Now from Sony first party studios that are PlayStation exclusive are just like old games that you could pick up for like $20 regularly or 5 or $10 on sale. Like they yeah, have... like Harvest Moon. Yeah, Harvest Moon is one. Um, like I said, Spider-Man's on there, but literally I'm looking at a tweet right now from Mario 64. You can get Spider-Man and all of the DLC for 20 bucks. So like, you can just buy that probably cheaper than it takes to even buy a year's worth of PlayStation now. Um, so yeah, overall PlayStation now, it's not a bad service. It's just being outclassed by everything else that's out. And if you want to stream your games, unlike, uh... Shoot, I can't even say that. Because the thing about uh, Game Pass is that, yeah, you can't stream games on P- on uh, PC, but you can just play a lot of those games on PC anyway. Because <laughs> they just have another Game Pass service that just works on there. So, I don't know. It's a little bit disappointing. Um, I bought a year of it, so I'm, I'm happy that they have games on here that because they they don't emphasize their big flagship titles as much on PlayStation now, it does have a lot of these indie games and these random games that i've been wanting to touch uh a boy and his blob is on there i have that installed uh brawl out is also on there i have that installed so you know there's some good games on there that i'm gonna try out but overall i definitely feel like playstation plus is the bottom of the heap but not by that much it's just just barely short of being you know outclassing the other ones so that's my whole opinion on it um i i'm mm-hmm. still very bitter and just overall angry that I wasted a year on, or that I have a year subscription or sub, subscription, yeah, and mm-hmm. I generally don't use it or need it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> well, you better remember to not let it auto renew once that comes around, because that's going to be annoying as well. But yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how this works out. But um, yeah, I don't understand it. I, I don't understand why they have this service if they're not willing to go hard and make it a standout as far as one of these other comparisons. And I've also thought about, because we're having this comparison right now, I've thought about translating all this talk and my opinions on all three services into some type of written article. And I've actually talked about doing this like a month ago or so. I just didn't think I would have all of these. I didn't think the world would fall apart, number one. Actually, I talked about this in January. I remember this now. And I, when I said that, I was expecting, okay, sometime around, I guess, end of April, when I get my tax money, I'll buy all the services and see how they all go. And then the world exploded, so I got money before my taxes even came in. So <laughs> so now I have all these services, and I've been trying them. And yeah, it's definitely, 
interesting. So I think I might do a written article and just compare all of them in some definitive format. And hopefully, we're going to get into this in the next segment, but I'm really hoping that Sony looks at PlayStation Now, looks at Game Pass, looks at Stadia, and really gets their act together and decides to move into one specific direction or just bring up the quality of every single direction because this could really be a great service. It just very clearly isn't their priority right now. But what is their priority in a segue is the next generation of PlayStation. So as people already know, PS5 has been announced. We've already seen the DualSense controller, so we know that's been announced. But we still don't know what the moment-to-moment day-to-day gameplay of PlayStation 5 games or even the system UI is going to be. So I hit up Al and I was like, yo, dude, let's see if we can go ahead. Oh, what? What? Oh, that's not happening right now. Okay, never mind. I'm going to, I just saw the image you shared in the chat. I'm going to ignore that for now. Is that again happening today? Is that right now? Oh, no, that's just a month so far. Oh, okay. That's a month so far. Because I was like, yo, that's not for today because I was about to freak out. Um, If it was, I'd have you having a heart attack. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be like, Jesus Christ. Who's looking at the... Anyway. Yeah. The site's doing well. That's really the main thing. uh, Mm -hmm. This is now our best month. Hell yeah, man. Which which I've said at least two to three times now. (laughs) Hey, that means we keep breaking records. That's all that means. But, um... But yeah, speaking of breaking records, what records do we think play or PlayStation Sony is going to break with the PlayStation 5? Like not as far as sales wise, but what new innovations do we think they're going to add? So I decided to hit up Al and say, all right, if we could make our own PlayStation 5, what are three features that we would very much so make a high priority for the box? What things do we want in there? just immediately like what features are we looking for and so i got three um al i've asked you to have three hopefully well you said like you'll you'll go into detail about your stuff but we're gonna go back and forth real quick and just talk a little bit about these features that we're talking or that we're wanting so uh al if you want to go ahead and kick us off since i went and started the last segment um what's the first feature you're really really hoping to see on playstation 5 it's one that was more it was it was more it was seen more in the last-gen consoles. And that's hmm. the, it's a simple one. Custom soundtracks. Ooh, damn, I forgot about that one. That's really good. Yeah, I missed that in PlayStation 3. Like, Actually, I missed that, but I want to add a caveat, because technically PlayStation 4 does kind of have custom soundtracks, but only if you use Spotify. Yeah. Well, certain games, like the LB, the show games, you can mm-hmm. take a USB thumb drive upload a bunch of stuff to it like a bunch of music and that's the only game i know of that can support that functionality yeah yeah there are very few games i know that you can hook up a external hard drive and play music but like very few games do anything with it like i think you said were you talking about um actually what was it i think dangerous driving has that feature as well but i don't know if there's much else other than what you've already mentioned that has it um but in any case, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Custom soundtracks needs to come back. And ideally, if the world is good and just, which I don't know after the last few months, but <laughs> if the world is good and just, we'll get a new burnout game next next generation that can really use that custom soundtracks feature as well. Because Lord knows I would love me to just let me just emulate my 2008 summer. Like, please just give that to me. <laughs> but anyway, 
that is how it'd be. So yeah, I'm sure you just wanted that feature because you miss it the same as I do on PS3. That and the, well, what used to be known as the great WWE games of the mm. last gen. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> Rest in peace, 2K series, you're dead. Yeah, there isn't even going to be a game this year, which is crazy to think about. Uh, the From like Smack, uh, SmackDown vs. Raw chat to the 08, like uh, SmackDown vs. Raw 08 to mm-hmm. WWE 2K14, I want to say. Yeah. There was custom soundtrack, like you could, if wrestler changed their music, you could up to update the game oh, with, you... with the new music. Wow, that's actually pretty cool. I was thinking and, you could just like make your own custom wrestler and have him walk out to any MP3. That would be actually hilarious. That can be done as well. Oh wow, that's really neat. And hmm. like, if you want to create an old, like an, an existing character or an existing wrestler, yeah, you just create them, take get their get their theme plus or their arena effects version mm-hmm. of their theme. Yeah, which, as the name applies, it says. Or name implies, adds an arena like the effect of it being played in an arena. Hmm. So it sounds like it's authentic. Wow, that's actually pretty neat. <laughs> I wouldn't have assumed. Yeah, that's the type of thing that I really, really want. I think more games should just use, like especially with stuff like Dreams already existing on this gen. Like let a lot of these other games open up that creative tool set and let you use more MP3. And I know we're talking about music features, but like. Yeah, I would love it if more games will let you import, like, photos and stuff. Especially because everyone has a phone that can just connect to the game wirelessly. Like, I know NBA 2K does stuff like that. Speaking of 2K, I know a lot of the NBA games will let you, like, import your face and put it on your basketball player and stuff. But, you know, I wish more games would just allow for it. That's all. Kind of feeling like they need to bring some of those features back. But, yeah, any other thing about uh, custom soundtracks you'd, uh, like, implemented on PS5? Well, it's something that... Marty O'Donnell said on an old Bungie podcast mm-hmm. regarding Halo 3. That's <laughs> yeah. something that I, th- I think that could actually apply here. Mm-hmm. Like Halo, th- If you had custom music playing during Halo 3's story mode, the dialogue would turn off. Wow. And he mentioned it'd be a great way to if game if games implement like did some did more like did something like that like play, played along with it. Mm-hmm. It give the give like people more ability to create like machinima more machinima content hmm, that would be cool which you ooh, that'd be really neat actually you could just talk you could just make a track of dead silence play it and then while the dialogue's cut out you just talk over it <laughs> that actually ties into i might just skip my first feature because that ties really well into my next feature that i want to have um yeah for one of my features to segue on to the next one um Similar to how you're talking about machinima and stuff and getting gameplay off of these consoles, you know, PlayStation 4 was a big revolution for having that share button and letting people take screenshots and videos and being able to share them pretty easily as for and streaming as well. I want, because we already talked about they have that create button that's going to be on the PlayStation 4 controller or PlayStation 5 controller, the DualSense. Um, I really hope that button is kind of going to be Similar to whenever you use the creative features on like a Instagram or a even a TikTok or something like that, where I hope it's going to give you a lot more options than because think about it right now. You turn on you capture a video and unless you're going into the uh, what is it? The share. What, what's the little share, share factory 
Share Factory, thank you. Unless you're going into Share Factory and you're doing all the video editing and stuff there, you can't really do much outside of Share Factory with your video. You can trim it down, and honestly, that's about it. You can share it to Twitter and stuff, but you can't really add your own commentary after the fact. It's very... Well, mm-hmm. There goes one of my features. Oh, <laughs> well, this I, my feature is kind of overarching, so we'll probably tag back and forth on this one. Um, I just want like that type of editing thing because I this kind of the reason I got thinking about this is because um, while I don't use TikTok, I do have it installed, and um, they gave me like some notification. They're like, we updated it to where you can talk over your video, so now you can record a video. And then instead of playing music over it, like most TikToks, you can just record your own audio over the video you just shot. And I'm like, that's a really smart thing to do. And that kind of made me think for a second of using TikTok, but I'm, I'm not that brave yet. So, um, but yeah, I thought about that. And I was like, what if you could just record like a 30 second clip on Twitter or a 30 second clip in your game? And then immediately, once you hit the share button, you can just be like, add an audio track over it, and then just record real quick. All right, this is me throwing this guy over the ledge. Watch this. Woo! And then he's dead. Like, you could make some really good content that way. But I want them to not just stop there. I want them to just, like, I also had, this is originally what I had on the line, then I deleted it to make a more broad uh, request. I want you to be able to make GIFs on PS5. Like, think of all the clips you have on gameplay that you want to share as a video, but it doesn't need to be a video. Like, you don't need to waste that megabyte to make it a whole high-definition video, or you can just make a GIF that gets the point across, especially when it doesn't even require audio. Like, making GIFs, put, being able to plaster text on the screen over your screenshots and over your videos and stuff. Um, all that stuff, I think, could really be a really attractive feature of PlayStation 5 and would make people sharing their videos like think if they made it easy because i want all those features but i also want it to not just be all right share it to twitter share it to youtube share it to facebook i want also i want like share it to instagram because that's more of a website people use share it to snapchat share it to tiktok i don't use snapchat and tiktok but a lot of the player base of playstation 4 right now does so ps5 it would make sense to have it there but i want just a easy to use feature you already have the playstation app on your phone just let me transfer it to my phone. <laughs> like, I can't tell you the number of times where I've shared a video on Twitter or from on Switch. What I'll often do is tweet it out, save the save the photo off Twitter and delete that tweet real quick because I want to use that video somewhere else. Um, same thing on PlayStation where I'll just send myself. I have a I have a dummy PlayStation network account. I just send all my screenshots to it and then go into that chat message on my phone and save the screenshots from the chat. And it's a roundabout way of having to do it, but if I just had a feature to just send it to my phone so I don't have to share every single thing directly off the uh, console, I would love that. So, yeah, that's pretty much my whole thing. I hope that create button becomes a more easy-to-use hub of creativity and features and sharing stuff. I hope it just becomes a more fleshed-out hub there. So, yeah, that's my whole thing. So, yeah, hopefully, now I'm going to say this right now. My headset did a weird thing while I was talking, so hopefully I can hear you. So what's the, I, I guess you want to tie in the feature that was kind of similar to mine. What, what was your feature going to be? Okay, so my feature was basically just a broader creation suite. Oh, well, <laughs> literally, I guess we're on the same page. In what ways are you wanting it to expand, though? Like, more more creative control over captured content. Mm -hmm. Okay, same page so far. So, like, name... 
uh, file type, the ability to store it on your PS5 and transfer and like put in a USB thumb, thumb drive, transfer it off. That would be very simple. <laughs> I would love that. I, I think I like I, I made that one specifically right when my Elgato was crapping out. Hmm. And then you just it, like, mm-hmm. when it wasn't my computer wasn't recognizing it. Oh no. Just oh, out of sheer pettiness and hoping that Elgato like hoping hoping I like PS five like Sony would put Elgato out of business. Which I do not hope. Mm-hmm. Everything, yeah. Everything's fine now. Everything's fine. How are you? Okay. All right. Yeah, I didn't know if anything happened there. <laughs> but yeah. Everything's fine. <laughs> so yeah, as you were saying. So uh like before we started recording, I mentioned that I've been using Adobe Premiere Pro. Yeah. And this would make it a little bit more easier to transfer things there. It it would make make it wouldn't roll out using that, but it'd make it like a I have it good. I can make it better with Adobe Premiere, but I, I think I have it good right now. Mm. Okay. Hopefully it stays that way. <laughs> Hopefully it stays stable and, you know, ideally the next generation will make it a little bit easier to manage that. But yeah, I agree fully with you because that's another thing that I really wish was better about PlayStation 4 where I want to transfer videos off that thing. I got to take out my external hard drive, which stays permanently in my PC. I got to take it out, transfer it there. Then I got to click through a bunch of subfolders to find it. It's 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 not the smoothest process. And plus the fact that I got to unplug anything in the year 2020, it's like, all right. <laughs> is this like are we back in 20 what 15 where i had to transfer all these videos off of a laptop and stuff it's a whole thing so yeah i really uh i fully agree <laughs> i fully agree with that feature set now was that feature tied into your next feature at all because i remember you said two of them were connected uh it was actually uh it was connected to the custom soundtracks oh wow okay so you're talking about using video and audio together on PS5 somehow? Yeah, it's more like a com- two, two combined features. Oh, okay. Well, shoot, yeah, both of those features would be very the, nice to have. The last one, my last one is just an, like a quality of life thing. Hmm, okay. How so? Like just small tweaks and changes here and there that just make the overall experience better? Like just a faster a faster UI, maybe? Do you want me to go, into, like, go right into it? Um... Actually, I'm going to say one more of mine, and then yeah. we'll we'll go right into it. Um, so one of my other features is trophy tracking, or just trophy enhancements in general. Like how Xbox has it right now, where you can go to a certain page in the achievements UI and see exactly how many you know headshots you need to get the 100 headshots achievement, or you know how many multiplayer matches you got to play in order to get that achievement. You can see a progress bar filling on every single game on all of Xbox to just get that information at a glance. I really wish that PlayStation had something similar because to me personally, yes, getting all the achievements in a game is fun, but there's something different about, oh, I got all the achievements versus I got the platinum trophy. Like the fact you're working towards obtaining one specific thing makes it feel like more of an accomplishment, more of a, just a more satisfying, you know, progression there rather than just saying, all right, I got the last one, I'm done. I like that. I like the feeling of getting a platinum trophy more than I like the feeling of getting all the achievements, and that's the reason why I just like trophies so much. But it's really hard to know what you need because most games still don't let you. Excuse me. Most games still don't track like your progress up against 
uh, the challenge of the trophy, and you still have to just guess a lot of the times, like how close you are. So I'd love for them to make that a native feature. But also, I mean, hey man, we've been talking about this forever. I want some type of way to show off your platinum trophies, like that's natively built into PS5. Um, I saw, I don't know if you, are you aware of the YouTube channel PS4 trophies? I, I don't know. They've been talked about on Kind of Funny once or twice. Uh, no, but I do have something. I do know of something that could... There was a feature in uh, the old LMB2K games. Mm-hmm. Where it was sort of like a... Sort of like a pre like It was like your your office. Hmm. Where it showed all your achievements and everything. Oh, that's pretty neat. So it's kind of... like mm-hmm. this like before... This was literally like two or three years before achievements. Like we're... Oh, so so this is like the earliest PS3 iterations of the show, like before they had trophies on. Not even only the show, uh, only only 2K. Wow. Okay. Huh. So yeah, I I mean a a big thing people were talking about back in the day when PlayStation Home was still a thing. They were like, man, just give us a trophy room so we could show off physical trophies for all the platinums we have. Like, and I still want something like that, but that will require PlayStation Home coming back, which. Probably isn't going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely think the the idea I was going to talk about from PS4 trophies from Brian over there, he uh, he mentioned that he would like to see every time you get a platinum trophy, the icon from the platinum trophy is unlocked as a uh, avatar icon that you can use on PSN. And I thought that was a great idea because then it can show off. Oh, wait, he got the platinum in Wolfenstein 2. Ah, oh, man, that means he played through the whole game in the hardest difficulty without dying once. Like that seems crazy so just to have that way of showing them off like i really would want that maybe even you know how they have that little profile whenever you start your ps4 and it's like oh here's the games they've been playing recently and here's their favorite song on spotify and blah 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 just give me a little section of that page that's like here's their trophy cabinet and it just collate it just collects your like rarest trophies or the ones you want to show off just whatever i i want them to emphasize trophies a little bit more because it feels like that feature for the enthusiasts, there hasn't been any additions to trophies in this generation that have made it more exciting. Um, like, yeah, you still have... I do like the screenshot feature. Actually, here's here's a side note for the trophy thing. I want those screenshots that, you, that are taken when you get trophies, I want those to be saved natively to the system where they don't show up in the... Uh, what is it? In the capture gallery? Because it's really annoying when I'm like, all right, I got to make room on my system. Let me delete every photo on the capture gallery. And then I'm like, oh, where's that one photo that was really cool when they took a platinum? When I got the platinum and they took like a screenshot automatically, like, where's that photo? And then it's all gone because I've already deleted my capture gallery. Like, I would love it if those photos were just put somewhere else where you can still manipulate them, copy them, delete them, whatever. But just put them somewhere else where it's not just in all of the other videos and random pictures I've taken on PS4. Or PS5 in this case. So, yeah. I I just want them to show a little bit more love, a little bit more care to trophies and the actual experience of getting them and also the experience of, like, sharing them and having pride in them. Like, I think they should definitely double down on that just a little bit and give a couple features to that crowd. So, that's one of my features. And then I'll let you you go ahead and talk about your last feature and then I'll uh, get into my last one as well, which kind of ties into (laughs) the music from earlier, but we'll, we'll get back to it. Anyway, as you were saying. Okay, so mine is a feature that is on the Xbox One. Hmm, okay. Game Pass, not kidding. 
No, uh, cloud support for backwards compatible games. Ooh, dude, I would love that, man. So, for example, like an example is when I when I got an X, my Xbox One X, I mm-hmm. never got a chance to back it. To, I didn't back up everything. Mm-hmm. And recently, I, I've been wanting to go back and play it through Mass Effect. Yeah. And because I had a local save on my Xbox 360. Oh, did it not? Did it not transfer over? Oh, wait, it did transfer over, right? No, it did. Yeah, I was about to say because they did have uh, uh, what cloud? Ooh, excuse me, cloud storage on PS uh, or not PS Xbox 360. <laughs> Yeah, and like this, the same with this, and virtually, while it, like it only applies, it's a shame it only applies to 360 games and not original Xbox. I mean, how cut it? Yeah, that's that's the harsh thing, but it is cool that they have it for what can support it, I guess. Yeah, and I actually, I in my last feature, I went a little went a little bit further, mm-hmm. saying only this time it would be a feature, it'd be featured along with a peripheral. That would go even further. Like that would go as far as supporting memory cards for PS2 and PS1. Hmm. That's actually pretty cool. I don't know if they'd allow for something like that, but it'd be cool if they tried. Yeah, because people who like there are some people out there who either threw out their memory cards, horrible people. <laughs> yeah. And or people who still have theirs and play their PlayStation 2, and it would be great. It'd be great a great reward by Sony to just reward everyone who held on to all that stuff. Yeah, like you spent you spent all this time playing this game. Well, guess what? You it can, doesn't mean nothing. Can, yeah, like yeah, you can if you were halfway through Killzone One. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not gonna be mean. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you you can give it. You can keep going on PS Five. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. That would honestly, I think there would be. Especially considering that a lot of these games that were probably scheduled to come out right here at the beginning of the generation are probably going to get pushed back a little bit because of all this stuff. I think it would be cool if uh, if they had backwards compatibility, even all the way far back to PlayStation 1 and 2 um, and 3. Uh, I think it would work very well for them. You'd probably see an uptick in people buying these old games, especially if they had a lot of them available digitally. You'd probably get a lot of people like, oh, man, I want to I wanna replay Rise of Honor since I got all this time, still stuck at the house because the world is different now and and there, and Last of Us Part 2 isn't out yet. So, like, yeah, let me let me see what's up with this uh, with this random game, Smuggler's Run or something random. <laughs> so, yeah. Oni. Yeah. On- oh, God. Oni would be one. Um Shoot, I might I might miss around and see what's up with uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom, the original, before the remaster comes out. Yeah, actually, not sidetrack, but mm-hmm. it's one like it's like it's available for pre-order on like digitally on Xbox One. Is it, would it be worth it? Um, or I mean, because mm-hmm. like I when I saw the, that it was available, I immediately thought it, that thought of me. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was like, God damn it. Yeah, I, and. Like I looked, they sh- they showed a little trailer. Mm-hmm. But I'm so, like, here's the thing about SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom, just in general, the original game. I think it's a fun game and a great game because there aren't other there. The amount of licensed SpongeBob games, just in general, that are good, are few and far between. And Battle for Bikini Bottom is like right there at the top. Like you still, the SpongeBob movie game is also really fun, but really that's just a sequel to Bikini Bottom, effectively. Um, but it's just the fact that we haven't had a lot of good SpongeBob games. That's why people remember that game so fondly. 
in, if it wasn't SpongeBob related, it would probably just be a totally fine platformer. Like it would probably be like I know a lot of people have very fond memories of a lot of random platformers, but it's not like on the level of a Mario. It's probably not even on the level of like a it might be right on the level of Sly Cooper. Like it might be right equal, but it's just not like the toppest of top tier 3D platformers. But people just love it because we love SpongeBob and there's not much good SpongeBob in the gaming space. So if you if you're thinking of buying it, if you want to buy it, I think it's still going to be a fun game. But it, it is only going for 30 bucks MSRP, so your expectations should be set around there. Like, it is definitely... And plus, it's a THQ Nordic game. Like, it, they specialize in the B-tier, C-tier games anyway. So, I feel like with all that in mind, you're going to have your expectations set. But overall, it's still a fun game. And it looks like it's going to be really pretty. And the multiplayer stuff looks interesting. Like, I think it'll be worth picking up. But will it actually happen? <laughs> or will it actually be like a classic or something like that? I can't see that. But I, I imagine it'll come out to some, you know, like eights, maybe. I don't think it'll get a nine, but I can see a lot of 8.5s to 7.5s as far as review scores go. So, yeah, I think it's worth it. <laughs> Long story short, <laughs> to say all that in way more words than I needed to. But yeah, so, God, what were we talking about? We weren't talking about trophy tracking anymore. <laughs> uh, we were talking about... Uh, backwards compatibility yes backwards compatibility yeah i hope they do allow uh these save games to apply i actually should try that with playstation now because there are some ps3 games on there available to stream that i do own physical copies of so i'm about to go see if i can play one of those games and have it copy over my save i don't think it will because i think i would have heard that being a feature before i even got playstation now but yeah that's worth the shot but yeah ps5 they say they're gonna have ps4 uh, backwards compatibility i feel like it would be an insult if you could play your old games but not with your old saves on playstation 5 that would just be crazy but i do hope that if they have that backwards compatibility that everyone's hoping for if they do have playstation 1 2 3 um then i hope you can at least get the playstation 3 saves and actually here's one thing i didn't think of so you know how some of those playstation 3s could play backwards compatible ps2 games right could when they brought the cloud save ability to PlayStation 3, would they did you have the ability to upload PlayStation 2 saves? Because if you could, hey man, <laughs> then that means and same with PlayStation 1 saves as well. If you could upload those to the cloud, then you could possibly have saves from every generation of PlayStation on one PlayStation 5. That would be interesting. Hmm. I might have to look into that. Or actually, that's the homework I'm going to give the listeners, because <laughs> that seems like it'd be a little bit of a rabbit hole to find. Eh, and then I don't want to interrupt myself talking by just typing real quick. But yeah, I agree. That feature would be really cool. Um, and then maybe, I don't know, maybe give people a chance to, if they implement it in the same way that Microsoft is implementing it, where they're kind of sprucing up some of these games and making them run at higher resolutions and stuff and frame rates. I think that would be really cool. But I just don't trust that PlayStation has enough money or even enough drive to make a whole backwards compatible transfer team like it, like Microsoft is doing. But if they did, I would be all for it, man. In a in a minute. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, uh, what else am I doing? Or let me talk about. Huh. You know what? I'm gonna switch this up a little bit because I was gonna talk about my last PS5 feature. 
I was going to say Media Hub features, but I feel like we've talked a lot about that with the custom soundtracks. Like, when I say Media Hub features, I'm really just meaning, like, back on the PlayStation 3 where you could have everything connected to your PS3, you could put CDs in it and copy it from there, you could put DVDs and Blu-rays, and every single media seemed to work with PlayStation 3, even down to, like, oh, you can make a Media Hub server where you can have all the videos and images and music on your computer have it wirelessly playable on playstation 3 i miss a lot of that stuff and yeah they added back some of it with the little media app that they have on ps4 now but it's still not exactly the same it's not implemented in the same way so i'd love them to add those features but the more we've been talking especially about this backwards compatible stuff one thing i really hope to see everything on ps4 or ps5 be got him we're gonna do that a lot where i say ps5 and mean ps4 vice versa whatever um backwards compatibility is one thing but i really want the uh cross play to be just a standard for everything like next generation i don't think it's i don't think it's an acceptable excuse anymore to be like all right everyone plays on this platform that's it like especially like i think about modern warfare that came out last year call of duty modern warfare that game you can play on any single platform with any other platform and you can copy your your progress on multiplayer over to literally any platform like you can play on ps4 then unlock two ranks go on pc and all those ranks are there then go on xbox and all those ranks are there same thing with destiny 2 does the same thing with cross save like the barriers between all these consoles should be broken down fully by the time next generation comes out because we're dipping our toe into it now with some of the most popular games that by the time next generation comes out and everyone's not on that page, it's going to seem like you're in the past. It's going to seem like you're doing something wrong. So yeah, I, I hope that becomes the, the I hope that becomes the move because now with, with game pass going on and PlayStation now, and I know nothing is there for switch, but there's a lot of sales that happen on switch that don't go on on other platforms. There shouldn't be a reason to be like, Oh, you got risk of rain two on switch. Ah, that sucks. Well, can't really play it on PS4 together like i think everyone should be able to play together next generation and i hope that is the standard um now i don't know how that's going to work for every single developer i know some engines are better for that than others and some people have the network infrastructure for that but i hope sony i feel like xbox is more likely to do this because they're more open in general but i think sony should really kind of highlight those tools and deliver those tools to some of these independent developers and smaller tier developers and make it easier for them to do that because they're really going to be outclassed by all these other multiplayer games if they're not on that boat. So, yeah, crossplay everything is like my final feature for PS5 that should be there. And I hope they encourage that somehow. Because I know, just a fun fact, if you're playing crossplay on PlayStation 4 and someone on Xbox is playing on, uh, is in the lobby with you on Modern Warfare, uh, it doesn't even show up as like an Xbox logo. It just shows up as a TV screen. <laughs> Because they have a PC tower and then a TV screen to show that they're also playing on a television set, which is the only other option is an Xbox. So yeah, it's really silly how afraid they are to even mention Xbox's name in their games. But um, yeah, I think Sony should really shake that stigma and just get on board with everyone else and bring up bring upon the crossplay future. Especially since a lot of their games are coming to P- PC anyway. So yeah, that's my big main feature. Um. Any other thing to say before we go ahead and wrap up this uh, this final segment where we bounce back and forth some features? Yeah, uh, there's a feature that mm-hmm. I think 
would kill on next gen. Hmm. Okay. W- which one is it? Um, I, I, it may have been done on PS3, but renting games. Renting games? Through what? PlayStation? Hmm. I don't know of renting... Oh, wait. You mean like the trials? Like the 30-day trial thing? Yeah. Okay. I think that would be good as well. I think they actually intended to bring that feature back on PS4, but just through game streaming with Gaikai and everything, but then they just transferred into PlayStation Now instead. Um, yeah, I think that should come back too, but the thing the thing I don't see is people wanting to download an entire game just to try it out for a second. But, I mean, hey, they did talk about their hard drive and everything. Hopefully that higher spec hard drive allows people to just download like literally just the first hour of the game and nothing else. So they can just play through it real quick and see if they like it. But then that's just demos. And do you have to develop the game differently? It's a whole mix mash of stuff. But I agree. I would love to see those free game trials come back in some way. But I don't know how you would do that. That's my thing. Or it's less that I don't know how they would do that. I don't know what's the financial benefit to doing it. Um Shoot, honestly, I guess that's the case for a lot of these things. Backwards compatibility, trophy tracking. I can't attach dollars to most of these features, but they would just make us all happy. So I guess you're in the right spirit. (laughs) But yeah. All right. So I guess that's uh, pretty much the end of this segment. And that brings us to uh, the end of another episode of the Players Club podcast. Um, How long was this one? This one feels like it was a little bit more brief. Oh, no. Okay. It was less, less less than an hour and a half. Yeah. Or less than two hours, at least. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely, you know, let you guys enjoy the rest of your day for once. <laughs> so you don't take up the whole afternoon. Um, but, yeah, this one was a good one. I like the going back and forth about the features thing. And that whole talking about what we've been playing this week was pretty good as well. Uh, a lot of good stuff in there. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Now, before we hop out of here, let's go ahead and do some housekeeping. Um, let's scroll through and see what we got here. What have we not mentioned recently? So on, I'll say for me, uh, I'm still doing keeping it 100. We're on. Uh, by the time you're listening, by the time you're listening to this, I think episode six will be out. So that one will be linked in the description below. So go ahead and check that one out. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, also, I'm planning on doing. So I've talked about on episode five how I'm planning on doing like a big video special for the end of that series. I'm probably gonna put out that tweet very soon where I'm gonna call for people. Um, because it's going to be a video segment, I'm going to call if people want to record a quick video or something and just talk about one of these 100 games in the list. Um, I'm going to be giving the people, I'm going to be giving listeners the opportunity to do that. So be on the lookout for that tweet uh, because technically we'll, we'll, we'll have everything sorted at the end of episode nine. So I want to get a head start on this. So by the time the next week comes for episode 10, everything's already out and people will know what to do and people have the chance to get their you know little cameo in. So yeah, I will be looking out. I will be sending that tweet out soon. So be on the lookout for that. Um, if you need more details, please go listen to episode five of Keeping It 100, um, where I talked about it at the end of it. But otherwise, um, what else do we have on here? God, the little ticker is going real quick. Um, Bait and Switch, Ink and Ascendance, um, two games that Josh Miller has been playing. Um, this is part of his Bait and Switch series where he just picks up really cheap games on Switch and sees what's up with them. Um, actually, wasn't there another game he had just played? I must have clicked an old episode of Bait and Switch because there was like some horror game he had just played too. We're about to see. 
Yeah, I'm tripping. That must have been an old one. Um, but in any case, yeah, Ascendance is made from a developer that I actually really like. They also made this game called Reduct, which is like a free running game. Um, and Ascendance seems to be a very similar type of game, just more polished. So, yeah, that's cool. So that's going to be in the description. Um, the bait and switch article. Um, we also have uh, Graydon made a definitive ranking of Telltale games, at least the ones that he's played. Um, and some of these picks are not wild, not bad per se. I'm just surprised that Game of Thrones is so high. <laughs> and well, according to F4G, mm -hmm. the article is just a generic list. Oh, well. <laughs> so apparently they, they don't care about it. We shouldn't and we shouldn't care at all about it. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's it's less about the order and more about just what's being said about each of them. I'm surprised he played Minecraft Story Mode season one and two. Honestly, <laughs> like, he he got me to install reinstall Minecraft season one. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> like I I I own both seasons on piece on Steam and have not played any of like at, anything at all. Wow, story of our lives, man. Story of our lives. We buy these games and never have time to play them. Or never make time to play them. But in any case, that's that's an existential crisis for another day. Um, so yeah, we have that definitive ranking article on there if you want to either be mad or reminisce about some Telltale. Um, other than that, what else do we have? On the YouTube channel, I think by the time you guys are listening to this, it'll be... So not this week, it'll be next week. We're coming up on May the 5th by the time you guys are listening to this. So, I or not May the 5th, May the 4th. So, we're going to have a lot of Star Wars stuff going up. Um, there'll be some things on the YouTube channel, which, of course, is going to be linked below. Um, a lot of Let's Plays and whatnot by uh, this guy right here, Al. He had made some videos. So, be on the lookout four, for that. Four days Yeah. of one video per day. Or one video, four videos in four days. We have... Episode 14 of My Revenge of the Sith LP. Indeed. Still going strong. That one will be in the description, I'm pretty sure. If not 14, then 13. Whichever one's out by the time I, I publish this. Oh, no. It's going to be for, uh, most likely 14 because I this was me doing my horrible, my bad idea of having every other week. Mm. Oh, okay. It's not, that'll probably still work out, though. But image I have... There's that. Uh, there's a VG plays of Star Wars Battlefront 2 multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And it's sandwiched, and it's sandwiched in between two VG plays of Old Republic. Yes, indeed. Good stuff. Everybody should check it out. Hmm. And I'm just realizing. <laughs> sorry, I just realized that because I was earlier in the Fallout 76 uh, segment where we were talking about that. I realized I had claimed a bunch of stuff from Twitch for from twitch prime for like a bunch of like random items and i just realized i never checked any of that stuff out when i played so that's something i'll do later <laughs> but anyway uh yeah we got plenty of star wars stuff on there so go ahead and check all that stuff out on the channel um all of the things that are out by the time i publish this will be linked in the description so check it out uh, oh mm -hmm. uh yeah. by the time this goes up part four episode one part four of life of strange is gonna be up Yes, Life is Strange will already, will always be up as well. And speaking of Life is Strange, apparently there's someone on Twitter who is a real life Life is Strange character. At least looks like a real Life is Strange character. Wow, what does that even mean? Like she just looks like someone? Yeah. Hmm. 
You might have to send me a link to this because I haven't heard of this at all. Oh, well, I'll just tell you after we, we finish recording. I don't want to come off as a creep. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, so yeah, as far as other housekeeping stuff, I'm pretty sure that's all we have for today. Um, of course, we're still you know doing, we're still living our lives. Hopefully, everyone there is living your lives as well. Hopefully, everyone's safe and healthy and getting through this weird time in the best way they can. Um, and hopefully the show helped you a little bit during that time as well. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get to the end of the show. Uh, once again, thank you, Al, for hopping on with me today. No problem. Yeah, thank you, sir. And we are going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching if you're on YouTube. And as I always say, keep it real, keep it drill. Peace out, y'all. I felt like the dude in the cha-cha slide where he's like, cha-cha again. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Goodbye. <laughs>